Imagine for a moment that you own a piece of real estate that you're trying to sell. You become aware that there are multiple buyers interested in making offers on that property. Perhaps you have multiple offers in hand. Does disclosing multiple offers on your property make sense? Welcome to another podcast. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, co-chair of professional standards at Tri-County Suburban Realtors, and I'm a mediator. I've been moving buyers and sellers since 1996. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen. So the question is, does disclosing multiple offers on your property make sense? The quick answer is it depends. What do I mean by that? What's your strategy? What do you think will happen by doing that? The Pennsylvania Association of Realtors Listing Contract has a clause that states in part, unless prohibited by seller, if broker is asked, broker will reveal the existence of other offers. Broker could mean the agent. Fundamentally, the contract that you have is with the broker, and the broker him or herself may be representing you, or they may have an agent who may be a designated agent working for you. This conversation about whether or not to disclose multiple offers should ideally take place at the time the listing contract is being signed so that there's no misunderstanding about what the parties have agreed to do. Frankly, I'm not sure that all agents really discuss what the seller's signing, that all agents completely understand the listing contract, or that every seller really understands what they're signing, or that they really care as long as their property gets sold. My experience as a mediator and serving on our professional standards hearing panels has shown time and again that a number of sellers and buyers claim that they did not understand what they signed. Shame on them. The agents may have done their job or not. Electronic signing can make this more problematic as people rush to execute contracts and get properties on the market and under contract. I personally have executed many contracts electronically, which means you're not sitting in front of your client. And in fact, I have listed and sold many houses whom I never met. Real estate is typically our biggest asset and our largest overall investment. Mistakes can be very costly. At the very least, this topic must be disclosed before there's any interest in a property or there could be a problem, especially if the seller thinks their agent acted unethically. Absent discussing the paragraph, the default position as stated is that the agent has been authorized to disclose whether or not there are multiple offers. Therefore, if they are asked by another real estate professional or by a member of the public, the answer should be, and only can be, yes or no. Many agents will call to ask if there are offers in hand or other interest in a property before preparing an offer. Some will even call to ask before scheduling a showing. In hot sellers' markets, these instances will increase. Why is this a concern at all? From a buyer or buyer agent's perspective, they may not want to waste their time pursuing a house that may be unattainable, as doing so may result in their missing out on their second choice if a seller has or is about to sign another offer. Our multiple listing service requires that the listing status be changed within one business day of executing a contract, but a lot can happen in that time. Listing agents may have advertised a due date for offers that others assume valid only to find that something was signed sooner than expected. 
Real estate sales are a moving target. Even if I answer your question now, the answer could change. One thought to keep in mind, a seller can be entertaining multiple offers. However, in theory, a buyer can only make one offer at a time unless they're in a financial position and desire to acquire more than one property. As far as the disclosure, some buyers may be willing to compete and thinking that there's competition may cause them to make their highest and best offer at the outset. On the other hand, some may decide not to compete. Are they entitled to know anything short of an agreement being signed? No, not in my opinion, unless the seller grants their permission. What should a seller do? As far as how to respond to inquiries about multiple offers, a listing agent must have a conversation with their seller client about to handle such inquiries. We cannot lie and we cannot divulge the answer without our seller client's permission. We can tell others that we're not authorized to answer the question, which may or may not make others think that there's competition. How they handle our response is up to them. I do not like to disclose that we have multiple offers, but I believe that there's a time and place for doing that. Telling others that there are no offers makes no sense, does it? And in fact, the way the paragraph reads in the affirmative, if I have no offers, I'm supposed to tell somebody, no, we have no other offers. Now imagine being a buyer agent hearing that the property that your buyer is interested in buying has no other interest. Now, if it's a first day or two or three, that may or may not matter. But if the house has been on the market for a while and a listing agent tells you that there's no other interest on the property, that could affect somebody in a negative way. Whatever other agents and sellers do throughout any given year, I see many listings expire, meaning that the listing contract ran out before an agreement was reached, or get canceled, which means that However it worked out, the seller and or the listing agent decided not to continue working together or perhaps the seller changed their mind about selling. But I see many listings expire or get canceled that advertise in their remark section that there was a multiple offer situation. The fact that these houses did not eventually go under contract, assuming that the listing agent properly managed the listing status, but if it didn't go under contract and sell, it could mean that there were multiple offers, but all buyers thought the house was priced too high. I think we tend to assume that when there are multiple offers, that they're qualified, solid offers. The fundamental question with disclosures is, did disclosing multiple offers help the seller? Article 1 of our Realtor Code of Ethics asks us to promote and protect the best interests of our client. Likely, we've done this before. Maybe they haven't. Did our disclosure deter any serious buyers who may have offered enough to convince a seller to sign a purchase offer? As with many things in life, there is no one-size-fits-all answer. There is no guarantee that regardless of the type of market or the amount of competition, that a buyer will have a second chance when making an offer to buy real estate. If a buyer really likes a house, they may want to consider making their best offer at the outset. Should a buyer offer more if there's real or perceived competition or less if there isn't? Shouldn't they base their offer on how much they like and want to own a house and what they can manage financially? A market analysis is helpful as is a concern about an appraisal if financing is involved, meaning that the buyer and seller may be reluctant 
to have the price so high that it won't appraise because then you're dooming the process perhaps to failure. But why should a house be worth more because someone else may like it? Suppose money's no object. Here's the underlying question. What's the point of making an offer on real estate? I believe that the goal should be to lock it up to exclude other buyers. A buyer can do a number of inspections to see if there are any material defects. If their interest changes, they can request repairs or credits or even terminate a sale. I don't mean to take any of this lightly. Getting involved in a real estate transaction is a serious endeavor. My job as a listing agent, as I mentioned earlier, is to protect and promote my client's best interest. They rely on my experience, my training, and my education, even if we disagree about how to manage the specific topic of multiple offers. As I mentioned, I don't like to disclose the existence of other offers, generally speaking, but that can change when it suits our strategy. Let me share the possibilities. Let's assume that we have a buyer agent with a buyer interested in making an offer. When the agent calls me to ask if there are any offers, which I presume to mean in writing and not a mere expression of interest because interest means nothing and it doesn't always result in an offer being written. If I don't know my seller client's thinking absent this paragraph in the contract, I would have to say that I've not discussed that with my client, which may lead some to think that there are offers or not. Either of those could hurt my client. Suppose I have at least one offer in hand and I disclose that. Will that buyer decide not to compete or could it make them try to win? Who knows? However, having more than one offer in hand does not guarantee that a seller will sign one or even be interested in what may have been offered. Suppose I have multiple offers, but they're all well below the stated asking price or have contingencies or conditions that concern my seller client. While having multiple offers that don't satisfy my client could help me convince the seller that their price is too high, what sense does it make to tell buyer agents that we have offers in hand if none are going to be signed? The life of a listing agent would be easier if every listing had quality multiple offers to review and if telling someone that they have competition compel them to do their best to win, but human beings are unpredictable. In reality, an offer can even be retracted before being signed and returned, which we call execution and delivery. I've had that happen. As I often say, it's never over until the seller has the buyer's money and the buyer has the seller's keys. Here's what I suggest, and my seller clients have generally agreed with my thinking. First, I do not want to disclose whether or not we have interest or offers in hand. Second, when I receive an offer, after doing what I need to do before presenting it to my seller, and that typically means calling the mortgage lender, discussing it with the other agent to make sure that I understand everything that's in there and what it is that they're trying to convey, I'll look at recent and upcoming showing activity and review any feedback I may have received. I need to think about whether anything else might be coming in. If I think there is, we need to stall to allow that to develop. However, many buyer agents don't give feedback. Many buyer agents don't even tell you to expect that an offer is coming in. And I have received offers after a seller signed another offer. And I call the buyer agent back and basically ask them, why didn't you let me know you were preparing an offer? Purchase offers have expiration dates. 
I never assume that they're flexible. Waiting for an offer that does not materialize and letting one that you have in hand expire makes no sense. Some buyers say this is the time you have, and if you haven't returned their call, meaning the call to their agent, or if you haven't responded in any way, shape, or form, they just move on, especially in a hot market. They don't want to end up losing their second or third choice, especially if they've already made multiple offers and not gotten the house under contract. Third, if I have received at least one offer that a seller is strongly considering signing and someone inquires about the existence of any offers in hand, I will then ask my seller for permission to report that we do have other offers. I won't specify the number and I won't disclose the details. Worst case, the caller does nothing and we're no worse off than when we started. Best case, they bring me an offer that's better than what we already have in hand. Absent a concern about an appraisal before signing the latest offer, to be fair, I ask my seller for permission to let the other agent or agents know that there's now competition and ask for their buyer client's highest and best offer. My thinking is that it would only be fair to let everyone now know since the latest offer was prepared with that knowledge. I don't want to penalize the first people who jump at the opportunity to make an offer. I've heard complaints from agents who were led to believe that a seller was going to sign their offer but changed their mind when a better one came in. As realtors, we need to be very conscious of what we say and do to avoid any misunderstandings. If an agent tells another agent that their client's offer is acceptable, was accepted, and any language that may lead that buyer agent to believe that there's an executed contract, it can cause damage. Suppose the buyer is sitting on an offer on their house that they need to sell and settle and thinking that they have a house that, they, that they're going to purchase, they sign an offer to sell their house only to find out that now they have a house under contract but nothing to buy. Do I have to go back to those who took the initiative and brought in offers already? I don't think so. If none of those agents ever asked the question, that's on them. If they did ask, regardless of how I answered, they should not assume or expect me to keep them up to date as the situation changes. Again, real estate is a moving target. As I often say, this is not a retail environment. The asking price is not necessarily the final price, and the purchase of real estate typically requires several steps allowing either party one or more opportunities to change their mind. It can, in every sense, be like a roller coaster, and that aspect can wear on the parties or their agents. This is especially true when the market's not in balance, meaning that sellers or buyers have a decided or perceived advantage. I try to be fair, meaning that I'm treating all parties consistently. The public, including my fellow agents, deserve nothing less, regardless of what they expect. In closing, as I always like to say, there's no time for inexperience, empty promises, or false expectations. Hire wisely. We're not all the same.